Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. So glad to join with you today. I'm feeling so grateful, crazy grateful for the expansion that I'm feeling. Oh my goodness. Golly gee, answer prayers all over the place. Yippity doo da. Even though there's a lot of challenges too. And that's the great thing about A Course in Miracles. Oh, thank you, A Course in Miracles. Thank you, Jesus. So, Let us do as we always do. At the beginning, we turn within. We place our hand on our heart and we go into prayer. And we give thanks. Deeply grateful. So thankful that the love of God is all that we are. So grateful that we already are that perfect love of God. We cannot become any more perfect than we already are. We're willing to see it, to know it, to feel it, to be it. Oh, the time has come. This is the time we've waited for, and it's here now, and we are grateful and thankful to consciously partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. We rejoice to surrender all negativity, all patterns of lack, attack, limitation, and separation. We're giving the Holy Spirit the heavy lifting, the whole shebang, the whole kit and caboodle of separation, thinking, back to the root cause Bye-bye. So grateful, so thankful to let it go. So grateful, so thankful to set ourselves free. So grateful, so thankful to recognize the kingdom is within and it's here now. We don't have to wait another moment. Thank you, God. So grateful and thankful to share the benefits with everyone of our healing, our expansion, our clarity, our freedom, our joy. We're willing to be the joyful learners. Yes, we are. In gratitude, we allow our healing to be. We let the past be the past. We let the dead bury the dead. There is no future. There's just this present love. And we are grateful and thankful to accept it fully as our very life and being. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Yes. Right up front, uh, I'm going to tell you our topic today, the fear to look within. That's what we're, we're healing, that fear to look within. We're going to be looking at chapter 21, section 4. It's my page 454 in my copy of the text. And just as we're making our way in that direction... Oh my goodness, uh, we're a couple weeks in at this point to the um, new president's administration. I saw Lawrence Fishburne on um, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Noah Trevor, Trevor Noah, Trevor Noah is his name, and uh, I think he's so funny, and uh, really funny, and it's it's a nice bonus that he's also smoking hot, I like that. He's very funny, though. 
And he helps me to laugh at the insanity of the world. And I really appreciate that. I appreciate Stephen Colbert and all those late night people. <clears throat> Samantha, whatever her name is, and um, um, Seth Myers. There's a whole bunch of them, and they're just, they're clever and funny, and I appreciate that. It helps put things in perspective. It helps me to laugh. Because if we're angry, if we're upset, we're hurt, we're afraid, we forgot to laugh, right? Uh, those of you who are restarting A Course in Miracles, those early lessons, my meaningless thoughts don't mean anything, they just upset me. So we're, we're working it, and the world is helping us by providing so much daily practice. Oh, we don't have to search for the things that are freaking us out and annoying us. We don't have to search. There it is, every day. Every day in the newspaper, on the news, wherever you get your your outside world news. And I'll just share with you that um, in the last, I think I wrote this in my blog for today, um, my Spiritual Espresso, I send a daily inspiration called my Daily Spiritual Espresso, my daily shot of Spiritual Espresso for, for those who are interested in waking up <laughs> as I am interested in. And um, I include a new prayer every day. I record a new prayer. And we've got some new things happening with that. We'll probably be able to announce those in a month. Anyway, um, <clears throat> So uh, I was saying that in the last, I don't know, five, six months, eh, probably since October really, I've, I've paid more attention to the news than I, I did in the last 12 years combined um, because I'm interested as a social activist uh, in holding everything in my right mind and uh, – really holding that space, really energizing it. So it helps me to see it correctly by looking at it, knowing the truth, and releasing it to the Holy Spirit. So that's part of my practice. And I went to the Women's March, as you may have heard, and um, I'm interested in doing uh, local demonstrations and, um, and, of course, supporting the many people who are in class with me. So... Uh, right now, I, I've been sharing with so many people, personal friends, family members, who are extremely triggered. And many spiritual students I see have um, lost their footing right now. And it's not a bad thing because when, when with something like that happens, it's for a holy purpose. Everything works together for our good. There are no exceptions. All lessons, uh, everything that occurs are something that God would have me learn and realize so that I can stop being the um, upset learner and be the joyful learner. And uh, I'm so intent on that. Uh, I, I love to be able to support people who are also intent on that. And so right now, many, many people are feeling really pushed and triggered. And uh, I have to say, I, I feel like I'm uh, rising above the battleground like I, I never have before because of what's going on in the world. It's um, really pulling me to a higher and higher vision, and I'm completely grateful for that. And I, I see 
you know, I, I really align with Martin Luther King Jr., who said, I have been to the mountaintop, and I've looked over, and I've seen the promised land, and I, I feel the promised land in my heart. I feel it in my heart. And we are part of the promised land. We are the promised land. The promised land cannot be the promised land without us. And so in the infinite mind of God, which is pure love and perfection, which uh, sees all of this as simply whatever it takes for us to relinquish our attachments uh, in the mind of the infinite, we're already there, celebrating, rejoicing, and you know, uh, perhaps celebrating the memories of what we thought was, but never was, and we're we're in this in this journey, and we're we're in the last legs of it. And gosh, I just love that. I can feel that so strongly. So thank you for joining with me today and and anchoring your willingness in the love of God, which is perfect forever. And so, in, in many ways, this is what the Fear to Look Within section is about. Again, chapter 21, section 4, my page 454, where it says, The Holy Spirit will never teach you that you are sinful. So let's not look at anyone in our life, anyone on the screen of our life, and think that they're sinful. Because that is not what the Holy Spirit would have us know or teach. So we've got to let go of that idea. Got to. Absolutely got to. Yeah, I, I went to um, uh, a Christian church where a family member was um, ministering uh, as the pastor, and uh, the, the 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 hymns were so uh, about we're sinners. You know, we can be washed clean of our sins, and um, we can actually let go of the idea that we have sins or we are a sinner. And um, the people that we think are sinners are the ones that help us to let go of our own belief in sin. Are they not? So let us thank them. Let us thank them. I love this man, Trump. I love him. I see him as my alter ego. I really do. I absolutely see him as my alter ego. And... uh and so I, I can love him as I love myself. That's, that's, he's helping me so much. Thank you, God, for my savior. <laughs> you are indeed afraid to look within it. Oh, wait, sorry, I skipped a sentence. The Holy Spirit will never teach you that you are sinful or that anyone else is. Errors, the Holy Spirit will correct, but this makes no one fearful. So the correction of errors doesn't make anyone fearful. To think that someone is a sinner or has sinned is an error. You are indeed afraid to look within and see the sin you think is there. This you would not be fearful to admit. Fear, in association with sin, the ego deems quite appropriate and smiles approvingly. So, there's so much in this first few sentences. So, the Holy Spirit will never teach us that we're a sinner or that anyone else is. I think we can get that pretty easily. And we can also get pretty easily that the Holy Spirit's going to help us correct those errors. And that won't be frightening to us, right? It'll be a relief to us 
to let go of the thoughts that are so painful, the thoughts that anyone is a sinner. Those thoughts are so painful. And then it says... You're indeed afraid to look within and see the sin you think is there. Now, this is one of the most common things I see with spiritual students. So, I've been a spiritual counselor for 16 years, counseled a lot of people. I've been a spiritual teacher for 20 years. And I know so well, having talked so intimately with so many people, that... This is one of the most pervasive fears we have, the fear to look within. And what's it about, of course? It's the fear that what we will see is that we are indeed unlovable. That we are unlovable. That there's something profoundly wrong with us, and we are inherently unredeemable, unlovable. That if we look within, we won't find the kingdom. We're going to find a hot mess. We're going to find death and destruction. We're going to find that, that those evil thoughts. We're going to find that essentially evil nature that we sometimes suspect is what we are, right? Fundamentally bad fundamentally ugly, disgusting, depraved, right? This is how a lot of people secretly feel. I used to feel that way. Absolutely used to feel that way. That's why I talk so much about it, because people think they're the only ones, and they're not the only ones. You know, I used to gauge in so much secret self-medication, because I had this secret belief that I was fundamentally bad. Fundamentally evil. Seriously. And so I would self-medicate in private. I never wanted to self-medicate. I mean, when I was in my 20s, when I was in my teens, and even in, uh, no, 20s and teens, I would go out and get drunk. And, uh, medicate with others. But then once I really got into the spiritual pathway, I only wanted to self-medicate alone. I really didn't want to do it with other people because I was ashamed of it. And of course, it was just self-perpetuating. Self-self-perpetuating was on a total hamster wheel of self-medication. Fear and loathing, not in Las Vegas, but in my, my heart. Fear and loathing of myself. And... It says that this is why we're afraid to look within. And that's why we can't find the kingdom, because that's where it's located. So if we're afraid to look within because we think the kingdom's not there, it is there, we're not going to find it. And so this is why in my year-long Masterful Living class, uh, since the beginning of January, this is the big... um, my New Year's Reboot, my New Year's Intentions classes, it's all part of my year-long Master for Living course, we are doing extra work. We are really putting the pedal to the metal to really look within what's really going on inside of there. And it takes so much courage. This is what I was telling people in class last night. It takes so much courage to be willing to look within. You see, when we turn our gaze inward, what we're going to see 
if we're willing, if we do it in partnership with the Holy Spirit. So you know how I'm always saying, partner up, let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting. So when we partner up, then we're going to look with the light. So we're going to see the light because we're looking with the light. When we're looking with the ego, we're going to see the darkness because we're looking with the darkness. We're looking for the darkness. The, the ego doesn't know how to look for the light because the ego doesn't know anything about that light. And um, I want to say something that uh, I said a few weeks ago in the radio uh, broadcast that um, came through for me this year when I was teaching um, I think it was week one, maybe, of my New Year's Intentions class. New things come through all the time in Masterful Living. And the reason is because we've got this beautiful group of people, like-minded souls from all over the world, who are, on some level, willing to change their mind. They're willing to choose again. Some are very willing. Some are willing to be willing. It's the whole gamut in between. Right, it's this very diverse community, and that willingness. When we join together, I find that new things come through all the time, and new ways of sharing, because people are willing to accept them and recognize them. And I, I love that about my job, <laughs> is that the Holy Spirit's always helping make it more clear and more clear and more clear. And so, uh, as I shared a couple of weeks ago in the radio show, that what came through was the ego is a puppet, like a puppet mechanism, that it has no life of its own. We have to insert our intelligence into the ego thought system for it to seem to come alive. Just like you have to put your hand in the puppet, or you have to put your... um you know, if it's a marionette, you have to pull the strings. Somehow, some way, you have to put your energy and intelligence into it because the puppet is lifeless without your awareness inside of it. So when you put your hand in the puppet, the puppet seems to have power, right? If you've got a hand puppet, your hand is in the puppet, it seems like you can throw a ball, you can hit somebody, you can pick things up, you can do all kinds of stuff, you can do a dance, you can sing a song. But the puppet, if you put take the puppet off your hand and lay it on the table, the puppet is nothing. It can't do anything. Not one thing. It can't even move across the table. It has no power whatsoever. So the ego is just like that puppet. It's a thought system that only comes alive when we place our awareness on it and believe it to be powerful. That's the only way that the ego can accomplish anything. We have to give it our permission. We have to give it our awareness. We have to invest our attention in it. And then, when we do, because our awareness, our attention, our energy is so powerful, it can seem like that puppet has all the power. It can seem like that puppet is a Chucky doll, right? That has the power to hurt us and hurt others. But we can withdraw 
from the puppet. And all we have to do in order to do that, seriously, is to put the Holy Spirit in charge. And it works. It really works. So we have to be willing to join with the Holy Spirit and look within in order to see the kingdom that is there, waiting for us to recognize it, to value it. And when we seek the kingdom first, when we make that our number one priority, when we're actually willing, then everything is added unto us. And it's miraculous. It seems amazing. This is the thing that uh, I see every single year in Masterful Living because it's a year-long course. And um, by the way, we just reopened registration today for one week. Okay, so many people around are freaking out, and so I've reopened registration for one week. If you'd like to jump in, if you're willing to do some work, um, even a little bit, you'd like to partner up with us and travel this miraculous road that we're on for this amazing new year, please, this is the week. Come, this is, because... When registration closes, we it just closes because we need to move on and keep everybody going. And um, uh, I used to keep registration open through March, but I've found that it's more effective if we can just close it um, early in the year. So um, this is a, a second chance <laughs> if you're interested. And uh, as I always say, trust your own intuition. Uh you know if you're interested. Oh, and you know what? We're doing something different this year that I'm really happy about. Um, we have a group of people who've done Masterful Living who are uh, making themselves available to talk with anyone who's interested. We're calling them exploratory calls. These are not sales calls. These are not salespeople. They, they are not salespeople. They are people who've done Masterful Living and who started with a lot of trepidation, who started with a lot of challenges, and who did the work and um, and had relationships with their prayer partners in the class and and connected with the people in the community and who can speak uh, in a way to answer any question you might have about how it could work for you, just so you can talk with someone who can uh, answer any question you might have. So if you go to the Masterful Living page at jenniferhadley.com and you scroll to the bottom, you will see there uh, the um, button to push to make an appointment for an exploratory call. So just that option's there for you. And these are all people who learned... Uh, in the beginning, how afraid they were to look within and to seek the kingdom first. And they turned that tide and they know the difference that it made for them. And they know how they did it because they did it step by step. You see, no one can do it for someone else. I, I, I can't do it for someone else. If I could do it for someone else, I'd be the wealthiest person in the world. That's for sure. If I could do it for someone else, I would absolutely be the wealthiest person in the world. <sighs> but I can only do it for myself. <laughs> oh, there's my music. It's time for me to take a break. Uh, so you can go to jenniferhadley.com right now and take a look at Masterful Living if it pulls you. And... Um, It's snowing here in New Jersey. It's so beautiful. 
And we're on Unity Online Radio. We're talking about A Course in Miracles. We're talking about the fear to look within. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and together we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I will be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're talking about Chapter 21, Section 4, The Fear to Look Within. The ego tricks us into thinking that what's in our heart is ugly. But there's nothing ugly in our heart. What, what there is, is there is a belief in the ego. There's identification with a false self. And we think that we are that ego. We think we are that puppet. Because we've so invested our energy in keeping the puppet alive. That we think we are that puppet. We've become identified with it. There's probably some night gallery or Twilight Zone episode about some uh, ventriloquist or somebody who, I probably have seen it, I can't think of it right now, some scary show uh, about um, some horror movie where the, um, well, you could think of Psycho, actually, right? In a certain sense, uh, his mother, Norman Bates' mother's, carcass is like a uh, a personification of the ego right and um she's not alive but he's given her life with his mind by placing his awareness uh on her in that way creepy that's such a scary movie so (laughs) the ego's scary 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 stuff so it says You are indeed afraid to look within and see the sin you think is there, that you believe is there, but it's not there. This you would not be fearful to admit. So we're willing to admit, yep, we're afraid to look within because we think what we're going to see is ugly. Okay, we admit it. Now, it says fear in association with sin the ego deems quite appropriate. So the ego says, look, if you're a sinner, you should be afraid because God is going to punish you. Duh! Right? But this is what Jesus tells us all through the Course in Miracles over and over again. A, there is no sin. B, God does not believe in sin. Uh, And C, you're not a sinner because there is no sin. Don't make this world real. It's not real. It's not eternal. It's temporary. It's a projection of your mind. You're only seeing what you project every single time. So no matter what you're seeing, unless it it feels harmonious, unless it feels peaceful and beautiful and joyful, you're not seeing what's really there. You're seeing the meaningless world. That you've projected. You're seeing that that puppet and thinking it's real. So it says the ego has no fear. The ego has no fear to let you feel ashamed. The ego will 
do everything it can, in a sense, to make you feel ashamed. Now, going with the puppet, right? The ego can't make you feel anything. But when you align with the ego thought system, shame is going to be a part of your thought system. Because you're breathing life into the shameful thought system that the ego keeps perpetuating. Right? That's what it's for. So remember, Course in Miracles says that there was a tiny mad idea. The tiny mad idea is better than or less than. Separation. Better than, less than. Labeling. Right? And we forgot to laugh about it. We forgot to go, (laughs) oh, how crazy. There can't be any better than or less than when all is one. It's not even possible. We totally forgot to laugh. Instead, we started saying, well, if there is better than and there is less than, and I do think there is, then this equals that. And so the ego thought system was created like a spider weaving a very sticky web. Now, it says, the ego doubts not your belief and faith in sin. But the ego has no power, right? So the ego perpetuates the belief and faith in sin. Now remember, we're always placing our faith in something. We're always placing our trust in something. Every single nanosecond of the day, you can choose to place your faith in love or in the ego. You can place your trust and faith in unity, oneness, wholeness, Or you can place your trust and faith in separation, labeling, sin, otherness, comparison, better than, less than, worse than. This is our free will choice. And no matter what we choose, for how many lifetimes, it will never be true or eternal. It's always going to be temporal, which is temporary. And so... Ultimately, we will move into the eternal now moment and recognize the truth and nothing but the truth. We, and how do we get there? We choose it. How do we choose it? We tell the Holy Spirit, done with the false world, interested in the real world, done with the false perceptions, interested in the real per- truth, done with thinking I'm bad and wrong, ready to see my perfection and the perfection of my brothers and sisters. And then the Holy Spirit will make it so, right? Did it, did an episode of this broadcast just a couple of weeks ago on the little willingness. And in there, it's, which is one of the absolute, it's the cornerstone of A Course in Miracles, the little willingness. So in there, Jesus tells us, your little willingness is all that's required. And in fact, there's nothing more you can do. And nothing more you need to. Just be willing to let the Holy Spirit guide you in every moment. So if you're afraid to look within, so you're afraid to be journaling then. You're afraid to uh, be in counseling. Uh, you're afraid to really have an intimate, loving relationship. You're afraid to be transparent. You're, I, I know what all these things feel like, believe me. 
I, when I was feeling that, I was feeling suicidal. I was angry all the time. I was mean and unkind a lot of the time. And then I would feel ashamed and I would go back and forth between feeling ashamed and angry, hurtful, ashamed, something's wrong with me, hurt, angry, acting out, attacking, feeling guilty, ashamed, bad, wrong, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth for decades. It's how I know so much about it. And it's how I also know that it's all BS, belief system. It's just total BS. And we can let it go at any point. Our willingness is all that's required We don't have to do anything more but remain willing. The Holy Spirit will do the heavy lifting of figuring out how we can have a healing. So, it says here, the ego's temples do not shake because of our belief in faith and sin. Your faith that sin is there, in you, out there, wherever you see it, seems to be the source of fear. Seems to be the source of fear. Remember that the ego is not alone. Its rule is tempered, and its unknown enemy, whom it cannot even see, it fears. So the ego has an enemy that it fears. Loudly, the ego tells you not to look inward, for if you do, your eyes will light on sin. And God will strike you blind, right? Isn't that what a lot of religions teach? You're a sinner. You're going to hell. If you look at your sinful ways, you're, it's, God will strike you blind, right? This is, Jesus isn't making this stuff up. Just think about it. First of all, he sees through all directions of time and space throughout eternity. So he's, he's seen it. And what did he live? He lived it, right? So that we could learn from it. We don't have to repeat what he did. We don't have to be crucified. We don't have to be betrayed. No, he already did that. We don't have to repeat his learning. We can learn from his learning and add our own, right? This is our, our beautiful impetus here for our lifetime. So it says that we believe this, that if we look inward, we'll, we'll see only sin and God will strike us blind. So it says that's why we don't look within. Yet this is not the ego's hidden fear, nor yours who serve the ego. Loudly, indeed, the ego claims, oh no, that is why you're afraid, too loudly and too often. It's like um, the Wizard of Oz, right? Don't look over there. Don't look at the man behind the curtain. The ego's saying, don't look within. Don't, you're only going to find death and destruction and ugliness in there. Don't look, don't look. But why would the ego say that to us? Why? Because the kingdom is within. That's why the ego has the whole thought system to keep and prevent us from looking within. All these strategies to keep us from looking within. This is why so many spiritual students are so much happier to read a book, to study a book, than to do the inner work within. And that's why I was telling the folks of Masterful Living last night that they're so brave because they're willing to look within. 
You know, and some of them are willing to be willing. They're trepidatious. They're feeling like, oh, they're hearing the ego go, no, 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 it's not going to work for you. No, you're special. You're so terribly special, right? That specialness of being so miserable beyond help, so hideous, so ugly, so deformed in your mind, in your heart, so depraved, such a sinner. It can never work for you. But think on this. The only way out is the way in. The way in is the way out. The way out of hell is to go in and find the kingdom there. Now, good news is, we don't have to figure out the roadmap to the kingdom. All we have to do is say, I'm willing to locate the kingdom within. I'm willing to be shown. I'm willing to be led. I'm willing to be guided. And we can't do any more. That's it. To me, that's like, oh my God, that is the victory dance, literally. Uh, I mean, when I got this, I, I danced around, literally. You know, hands up in the air, dancing and dancing. Woohoo! I get it. I get it. I get it. That's all I can do. I don't have to do anything more. I can't do any more. I can do that. I can be willing. And I can be willing more and more and more per day. I can be willing. I can be willing even when people are pushing me, right? Even when it feels like I'd like to say, oh, that that guy, he really, he's an idiot. I hate him. He's disgusting. He's depraved. He's so wrong. He's so bad. In those moments when the ego wants me to re-identify with it, I can go, no, no, I'm willing to let the Holy Spirit guide me away from those thoughts, right? I am willing to see only the perfection, the beauty, the truth. I'm willing to, as it says in Lesson 183, call upon God's name, and then the angels will surround me and run interference so I don't have to listen to that ego nonsense anymore. It says here, Underneath this constant shout of the ego and frantic proclamation, right, that we're not good, we're not good, don't look within, danger, danger, don't look within, you're only going to see death and destruction, don't look. Underneath this constant shout and frantic proclamation, the ego is not certain it's so. Because why would it uh, be, it's, it's, uh, um, What's the Shakespeare expression, uh, methinks thou dost protest too much, right? It's that. If the ego were certain and sure, why would it be screaming and yelling and jumping up and down, saying, look away, look away, look away. Watch TV instead. Project that ugliness that you see inside. Yeah, look, there's ugliness outside. Focus on that, the ugliness outside. Turn your attention away from the ugliness inside. There's so much ugliness outside, and the ugliness outside is worse than the ugliness inside. Let's just put all our attention on that. Maybe we can fix the ugliness outside, condemn the ugliness outside, and then we'll feel better. Or at least we'll get tired, and then we can just pass out. Seriously, these are the ego's uh, tactics, right? So... Beneath your fear to look within, because of sin, 
is yet another fear, and one which makes the ego tremble. Ooh, what is that? It says, what if you looked within and saw no sin? What if you looked within and saw no sin? This fearful question is the one the ego never asks. What if you could find the kingdom inside and not hell? And you, who ask it now, are threatening the ego's whole defensive system too seriously for it to bother to pretend it is your friend. Right? So when we start looking within, this is when the ego starts to become hysterical. It starts screaming, don't do it, don't do it, just like the Wizard of Oz. Don't look at the one behind the curtain, don't, don't, don't. It's the same thing. You see how the Holy Spirit gives us all these things, these metaphors, these pictures, these images in our life to help us understand, right? The Wizard of Oz is such a mystical story. Oh, my God. Frank Baum, the author of uh, the Wizard of Oz books, what a mystic. Amazing. Amazing. Sometimes I think it would be fun to study his books in a class. Mm-hmm. So many fun things we can do. <sighs> so, what if you looked within and saw no sin? And you who ask this question now are threatening the ego's whole defensive system too seriously for it to bother to pretend it is your friend. Those who have joined their brothers have detached themselves from their belief that they're identically lives in the ego. So when we're willing to join with our brothers and sisters in prayer, in like-minded conversation, in seeing with compassion instead of with judgment. This is how we detach ourselves from seeing with the ego's perception, this ego thought system. And that's what a holy relationship is. And that's what it says here. A holy relationship is one in which you join with what is part of you in truth. In other words, your brother, your sister. And your belief in sin has already been shaken, nor are you now entirely unwilling to look within and see it not. Right? So, your liberation, it says, still is only partial, still limited and incomplete, yet Born within you. So the willingness to have a holy relationship, the the willingness to discover the value of a holy relationship, this is what it means when it says that our liberation is born within us. In that willingness is our liberation born. It says, not wholly mad, so no longer insane, You have been willing to look on much of your insanity and recognize its madness. Your faith is moving inward. Your faith is moving inward, past insanity and on to reason. Uh, Another way to say this is your faith is moving to the kingdom within, placing our faith in the kingdom within. Past insanity and on to reason. And what your reason tells you now, the ego would not hear. The Holy Spirit's purpose was accepted by the part of your mind the ego knows not of. 
No more did you. Remember, the ego um, is such a limited thought system, right? It's just focused on lack, attack, limitation, and separation, right? Lack and attack are the same as limitation and separation. That's all the ego focuses on. So, very limited. Where does beauty go in there? Where is prosperity in there? Where is wholeness in there? Where is freedom in there? Where is wisdom and clarity and creativity? No, there's none in lack, attack, limitation, and separation. So, this is why when we choose the ego thought system, we're giving up the kingdom. Remember, seek first the kingdom and everything will be added unto you. That everything being added unto you is your remembrance of your constant and total eternal access to complete wisdom, beauty, truth, wholeness, freedom, creativity, prosperity, abundance, harmony. All the spiritual qualities that are our true nature. We choose what we're going to focus on. We choose to put our hand in the puppet and think the puppet is real and has power or to put the puppet down and see that it's nothing. We choose, right? The puppet can't find its own way onto our hand. We have to choose to insert our awareness into it to make it seem to come alive. So it says here, I'm in paragraph 4 of section 4 of chapter 21. It says, The Holy Spirit's purpose was accepted by the part of your mind the ego knows not of. No more did you. And yet, this part with which you now identify is not afraid to look upon itself. It knows no sin. How otherwise could it have been willing to see the Holy Spirit's purpose as its own? You know, I did an interview last year. Oh, it was with Alan Cohen. Yeah, I did a thing with, I did a few things with Alan Cohen. Just love him. He's so yummy. Golly gee. And um, I did a thing with him and he asked me, it was in December, and he asked me, um, so Jennifer, what, he asked me some question like, what did you uh, really um, discover this year? What, did, what really excited you about this year? And I, I, I thought for a moment and what came into my awareness was that last year was really the year that I really made the turn and was willing to consciously recognize I am perfect. I cannot be improved upon. Now, we can all still look at our body, our life, our finances, our relationships, and think they can be improved upon. But there's a difference between thinking, you know, I could redecorate this room and it would look better. I could redecorate my body, my life, my relationships, my finances, my career, and I think it would be more pleasing to me. There's a difference between thinking that thought and thinking that I, myself, can be approved upon. You see, it depends on where your identification is. So, me identifying with perfect spirit, how could perfect spirit be identified, be improved upon? Uh-uh. Not happening. 
not happening. So, this is Holy Spirit's purpose for us to see that the kingdom within is our perfection. It's eternal. It's unchangeable. It's unbreakable. It's undamageable. It's undoubtable. It's permanent. And we can accept that. Even if we don't understand it, we can accept it. And the Holy Spirit will give us everything we need to understand it. So first we accept it. I don't understand it, but I accept it as true. All right? It's like looking around the room and thinking, okay, everything I see only has the meaning I made for it. Okay, I can accept that even if I don't understand it. This is a journey we're on, my friend. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I just know that you and I are here to change our minds in order that the world will really change rapidly. So, yep, it it takes some real willingness. And that willingness sometimes is difficult to find. But even our willingness can become easy to find if we put the Holy Spirit in charge of it. It's you decide for me, right? That's what we learn to say. You decide for me. You decide for me. You decide for me. You decide for me. Instead of putting that ego puppet in charge. It's amazing how much healing we can have. Ah, yes. So a reminder, if you're interested in Masterful Living, uh, check it out. I trust if it interests you, you'll know it. Um, I've re- redone the uh, page a bit to make it uh, a little more clear, uh, I hope, and say a little bit more about what we're doing this year in Masterful Living. And remember, if you scroll all the way to the bottom, you can click that button to make a free exploratory call and talk with someone who's done Masterful Living. Uh, also like to remind you that we are transcribing the radio shows. We have, uh, I don't know, 75 transcripts maybe posted at livingacourseinmiracles.com under the resources there. And, uh, so you can print those out if there's one that you'd like that we haven't yet transcribed. Just send a request to admin, A-D-M-I-N, at jenniferhadley.com. We'll put it at the top of the queue for our transcription team. And um, we're, uh, we're testing, beta testing the Android version of the free Course in Miracles app. If you go to jenniferhadley.com on the events page, you can find... Um, the app information there. You can uh, join us as a beta tester, and um, we would love your help with that. It doesn't cost anything. You can just help us and then tell us what you like, what you don't like for the Android. And uh, we, we we need a few more testers. That would be great if you would help us with that. And, of course, the Course in Miracles app for um, all Apple devices is already available. And, well, for iPhones and iPads and things like that. And I'm going to be doing a retreat in mid-March in New York. I'm going to be announcing that very shortly, very, very shortly. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, Mid-March, a three-night retreat in New York for really taking out the trash, clearing the mental and emotional clutter, setting ourselves free. That's what we do. 
<laughs> when I go on retreat. And it's joyful. It's happy. It's amazing. It's so healing and transformative. And I love it. So I'm going to do another retreat in March. Yes. And remember, this is listener-sponsored radio, so your donations make it possible. You can make a donation at jenniferhadley.com, livingacoursemiracles.com. Uh, they all go to the same place, powerofloveministry.net. And um, thank you for your contributions. We take a breath of love and gratitude now. We open our heart and mind to the higher Holy Spirit self, leading us and guiding us to the kingdom within. We are grateful and thankful to let go of any fear to look within. We're giving the Holy Spirit the heavy lifting of lifting all fear thoughts away. We're willing to see and know and live the truth and to share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. In gratitude, we know it's done and so it is amen 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 god bless you i love you i thank god for you have a great rest of your week thank you for tuning into a course in miracles living the love walking the talk with reverend jennifer hadley Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Online at www.JenniferHadley.com. While there, we invite you to visit Jennifer's blog, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have become Jennifer's prayer partners through her daily power prayer. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day in every way.